Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Gibas along with Father Brian Christensen, and we're broadcasting live from the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help. Hey, if you entered enjoyed the last interview about the difference between a church and a major basilica and a minor basilica and a other things we talked about, you can catch the replay on Saturday. Every Real Presence Live show is replayed Saturdays here on the Real Presence Radio Network. And don't forget to share the podcast if there's a family who whose marriage needs to matter, as we talked about in the first Everybody's interview, marriage matters. Share that interview. If you have someone who should come to Alpha, share Brett's interview. Alpha's awesome. You won't be disappointed if you participate in the Alpha. I'm, I, I mean it. I mean, and you know, uh, some people, we've done alpha by Zoom also. We've done right. a totally virtual alpha and it's been super successful. And uh, I know it sounds ridiculous or it sounds hard to accomplish, but great, but things, have ha- great things have happened. And in fact, we've had people who during the COVID period, when we did a alpha by Zoom, yeah. have now entered fully into the life of the church. Well, and I'd also like to point out, if you want to help further the basilica, the, the application for our, the perpetual... Our Lady of Perpetual Help Cathedral to become a basilica. You can always reach out here to the cathedral and talk to Father. Yep, talk to me. Give a call to the cathedral. Send me an email. Uh, check out our website and get in contact with us because, yeah, as uh, Ken Ork was mentioning, we need lots of kind of people interested in the liturgy, interest, interested in architecture, uh, interested in ministries, interested in the history. Uh, so just a lot of specialties. If you want to be part of this, if you want to join in, we're, you're always welcome. That's great. Well, now we need to move on to our last interview of the day. Wow. It went so fast. It went so fast. But, uh, yeah, I know we're really uh, blessed to be joined by the new director of the Western South Dakota Catholic Foundation, Paul Quinn. Quinn, Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you, Father. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, I noticed you have a distinctive Midwest accent. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, we'll get it out early. I get it out early. Folks, I'm going to drop my R. (laughs) You're going to hear the Boston. Uh, I'm originally from Boston and have been in Minnesota for 24 years. Minnesota in 24 years. Yeah. And uh, great. So uh, tell us a little bit about what what, uh, brought you to western South Dakota and the beautiful Black Hills. So God works in mysterious ways. I had been on my own as an independent philanthropic and strategic planning consultant to nonprofits. And I've been doing that since 1999. What brought us to the Midwest was a medical appointment. I was the executive director in the late 90s of the American Academy of Neurology's Education and Research Foundation. I was quite heady, no pun intended. (laughs) And and, uh, I had a big responsibility, and it was at a time when neuroscience was making great advancements. Unfortunately, politics, leadership changes, but it's a blessing for us, led me off to my own practice, which included a lot of work in our faith. Uh, I was fortunate enough to work in many diocesan settings across the country, Um, and I, I really relished my time. And so to your question, when the position was advertised in several of the philanthropic publications and nonprofit trade journals, I saw it, and I responded, and I thank Monsignor Michael Worcester for really reaching out to me and, and making this possible. It, it's, it's a fabulous opportunity. Well, welcome to uh, the Black Hills. How long have you been here now? Literally, this is, I think, the end of five weeks. The end of five weeks. The end of five weeks. No, that's great to have you with us. Um, tell us a little bit about, you know, what is the Western South Dakota Catholic Foundation? Well, you can really lay the wreath and the thanks 
to Archbishop Chapeau for having this wonderful entity, which we're celebrating 30 years. Oh, wow, I didn't realize that. It's a beautiful anniversary time and, and a wonderful celebration for this organization. What we are, Father, is we are kind of the complementary, independent, nonprofit foundation, charitable entity, supporting Catholic-based diocesan ministries. So we have a litany of organizations who collaborate through our entity, either as a repository of endowment and legacy gifts, and or potentially to work with us to secure gifts that are of significance. They are usually um, reposited, parked with us, and then we do the distribution. And we support a number of ministries in the diocese. I think our latest count is 10. Okay. Significant ones. Yeah. And and, um, I'm quite honored to be sitting here because I have the pleasure in this role of interfacing with people at the highest level and more so on the ground, people who are committed to Catholic education, to vocations, to the needs for um, evangelizing through media, as you guys do, uh, to having the opportunity to really advance the faith. And that's what we're all about. What, uh, you know, coming from Boston, living in uh, metro uh, Twin Cities, (laughs) coming to uh, Rapid City, um, which some people have told me is not very rapid and not very much of a city, but I mean, I take a little exception with that, you know, but... uh, um, what's your experience been of, of the community here, of the of the church so far? I mean, it's a short span, but there are first impressions. Prideful people. Very, very prideful people, and they should be, and you should be. Everybody here should be. It's a wonderful community. It's a community that embraces its faith, its church. Uh, candidly, very supportive. If it isn't from Rapid, it isn't from Rapid, and it's not going to happen, and we're taking that to heart. As a foundation as well, we want to wrap it for rapid. Mm-hmm. So it, it truly is a place, it's a welcoming place. Um, I've had the good fortune in my social and in my uh, professional work already to meet with a number of people, diocesan-wide and regional-wide. I've uh, taken the ride all the way out to Pier. You have. You, took, you made it to the I, edge of I the world. To, absolutely. I made it to the river. And uh, we have a trustee out there. As you know, we're organized in such a way that we have representation by all of the deaneries within the diocese, which is wonderful. And because of that representation, we have various needs, various opinions of how things could proceed, and maybe suggestions for strategic and tactical approaches that will advance us. It's fantastic. When you bring that kind of intellectual and spiritual capital to the table, great things can happen. You know, uh, we say that here in western South Dakota, the Diocese of Rapid City, which begins, you know, uh, on the eastern border with the Missouri River, goes all the way to the Wyoming-Montana border on the the west side, um, and and nestled nicely between Nebraska and North Dakota, um, that, uh, you know... we're, we have a huge expanse of territory, and we say we're about 24,000 Catholics in that. So 10% of our overall population is, is Catholic, and yet, you know, I often say that the Diocese of Rapid City is, is punching above its, its weight. 
Right. Um, it's it's playing up in a weight class. And I think, you know, so some of the things that you've mentioned, Paul, is, um, you know, this this pride in the church's fidelity to the church and its commitment to the church that it can do great things. Um, can you kind of speak to the, the, the history and, and your hopes in that environment? Well, you know, when you look back at 30 years, you're talking a number of individuals. And I would be remiss to start dropping names and and. God forbid I, I leave somebody off. But uh, there are a couple of families that are that have been very prominent over the years, and uh, the Kleinfelders come to mind, and uh, um, Ray and uh, <coughs> Ray Hillenbrand, God bless him, he just passed away recently, and uh, he was a stalwart to this diocese and a big benefactor. People like that. And then our present board is not to be taken lightly. We have a a core of 14 people who really commit to making sure that we're doing the right things in the right way at the right time, kind of staying inside the lines, but more importantly, becoming, if you will, uh, disciples on behalf of the foundation within their communities, within their parishes. And that's what this is all about, because we are a pseudo I'd say we're an entity that is on the rise. We're not known as well as we could and should. Branding is going to be a focal point as we move ahead. Mm -hmm. We use events as friend raisers and as cultivators. They take a lot of time. They require a lot of intensity. Um, but you do them for the right reasons. Hopefully we'll be able to net out financially enough to make them worthwhile of the time that is dedicated to them. But we have some great people. So this uh, coming summer and fall will be a very busy time as we plan for our golf outing. We have the fishing tournament, which actually comes up first, and then uh, the golf tournament and then the hunt, uh, the hunt for seminarians. So this is great. <laughs> you know, it, it's good stuff. It, it's, I like the way you put that, though. Like uh, these events are, are friend raisers. Friend raisers. Can you talk yeah. about that a little bit? Well, you know. Uh, I, I taught philanthropy for a number of years, and I did it at very high levels. But we have a saying. You do events for three reasons, for fun, for profit, or enlightenment. And oftentimes, enlightenment will supersede the net proceeds of an event. But the reality is that enlightenment can lead to or spark somebody's soul to come forward and potentially leave as my associate, uh, Cheryl Hubling, would say, the whales are out there, Paul. You just have to find them. And, uh, <laughs> so sometimes it's an event that brings the whales to the table, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that with any disregard or disrespect. It's just a, it's a, it's a wonderful term of endearment. Sure, sure. No, who doesn't want to go whale watching? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we avoid they the whale. Ticket, they tell us, yeah, we don't want to just watch. We want to bring them to the table. To the table. Harness them in a, in a nice way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, that's great. We're talking with Paul Quinn, uh, the new uh, executive director for uh, the Western South Dakota Catholic Foundation. Just five weeks under his uh, belt and moving forward. Uh, um, who are some of the who are the, some of the key players that you uh, engage with uh, here uh, as you're getting to know the groundwork? Well, I mentioned Monsignor Worcester, and I've had the good fortune. Bishop has been very supportive. I I had to pass I I had to pass muster with Bishop during my interview phase in December, 
And, uh, and then we have as our officers Bonnie Hilt and Harvey Crouchen uh, out in Spearfish. So we have nice representation geographically, nice representation from a professional standpoint. Then there's a core of other people, and maybe after break, I would like to just mention the names of the folks who are part of yeah, this Yeah, no, team. certainly. I mean, uh, you know, the, the it's, it's people, it's relations, uh, all in our relationship with Christ, relationship within the body of Christ, and here. Um, as supporting that it, it, with uh, this um, generosity as stewardship of our gifts to keep the ministries going. We'll be back after the break talking with... Uh, Paul Quinn, the new director for Western South Dakota Catholic Foundation. We'll be back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. Have you ever wondered if your family's past struggles have affected you personally? I'm Father Chris Alar. You and your ancestors are all part of the body of Christ, so you should desire healing for them for the consequence of their past sins. Evidence suggests that these consequences can even be passed down through generations. While God does not hold you personally responsible for the sins of your ancestors, He does allow the effect of their deeds to reverberate from one generation to the next. The sins or sanctity of your family members may impact you. So learn how to break free from any sinful bonds in your life. There is hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com slash contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Gibis, along with... Father Brian Christensen. And we are having a great show today. We are speaking with Paul Quinn, the new director of the Western South Dakota Catholic Foundation. And right before the break, Paul, you were talking about some of the friends in... Uh, who work in conjunction with you and help you succeed there at Western South Dakota Catholic Foundation. And and I think we had gone through the names of our uh, officers of the corporation. I just want to mention the the other folks, the worker bees, who are, (laughs) if you will, uh, on the board and lend a lot of support, starting with uh, Father Tyler Dennis, Pat Getzinger, the attorney, who's a wonderful man, 
Father Tim Hogue, Jim Hulme, uh, John Lemke, Greg Schweiss, Father Brian Sorensen from uh, Eagle Butte, Father uh, John Paul Trask, and Judy Weissgram from out in Fort Pier. Yeah. And uh, it's, uh, it's quite a group of people, and we're going to have the first gathering of the flock next Thursday. And uh, it will be my inaugural board meeting. It'll be a lot of fun. All right. Where do, where's the board meet when you guys we get together? We meet at the Chancery. Either Chancery we, building We try to make downtown. it easy for Bishop sure. uh, and because he has the schedule that we all have to work around. Oh, that's fantastic. It is a great uh, group of people, and uh, and many people have uh, contributed to the work of uh, Western South Dakota Catholic Foundation. And you mentioned the various ministries because um, it is about advancing the kingdom. It is about sharing the gospel. It is about evangelization and catechesis and vocations and all the things, the life of the church that this um, foundation, this organization um, makes possible through the financial generosity of so many, so many over the, over the years. $25 million, Father, has been amassed into this endowment fund and the foundation alone has given away over a million dollars. Fantastic. And then there are directed funds that we're responsible for overseeing and making sure that the annual distributions occur. And uh, we recently made an executive decision before I came on board, but I had to carry through with it. Those funds that were beneath a certain level, we redistributed back to those organizations for them to and their boards mm-hmm. to decide what would happen. It's it's a good thing for everybody. It's kind of shocking when you're told, hey, we don't want your money, but the reality is it's it's practical from a management perspective. We have a wonderful advisor in RBC, uh, Dave Hillenbrand's group, and and, uh, and I, I tell you, we Hilliard, excuse me, I mispronounced his name. They do us proud in terms of the return on investment, and that's important. So... Just kind of explain to our listeners a little bit. If I was somebody that wanted to make a gift to the Western South Dakota Catholic Foundation, um, uh, that's tax deductible. Absolutely. And and how would that how would that gift be used? Like, is it I give you know uh, two hundred fifty dollars? I give ten thousand dollars? I give a hundred thousand dollars? And then you guys turn around and you distribute that, or what happens? Okay. So we have in our business what we call restricted gifts and unrestricted. Obviously, as the executive director of the foundation, I'm always looking for, on our behalf, unrestricted funding that allows the board to address the needs, the most pressing needs, diocesan-wide. And we have many. I've already heard from several of the ministries saying, can you help us? Can you help us? And I will do my best. I mean, that we will do our best. Cheryl and I are a team, and we, you know, we, we can do great things together if given the opportunity and the time. The thing is, the biggest thing is the time and the realism. Unfortunately, we we have a history in our space and and in our faith. uh, We kind of leave things to the last minute. we got to get better at that because that's the only way we can be successful. Uh, You were asking on your question there, you there was there something specific you wanted me to address? Yeah, I was just saying like you know. So what happens to my donation? I give you sure. this, or I'm giving you regularly, or I'm making an estate gift, like I'm planning to leave a certain percentage of my estate to Western South Dakota Catholic Foundation. Where does that money go, and how is how is it distributed? So, what we try to do is we try to promote what we call 
legacy gifts or endowment type gifts. We first and foremost, we recognize that it's the donor's will be done. Thy will be done, as we say in the Lord's Prayer. Thy will be done in this case is the families that approach us, the couples and the individuals who say, I want to support you, I want to support the diocese, and I'd like to do it through you in in concert. The big thing that's happening right now worldwide is the transference of wealth from the baby boomer generation to the next group. And when I entered this field, I'm an old man in it, but when I entered this field in the 80s, there was a significant uh, transference of wealth, $10 trillion dollars happened uh, at that time from the World War II, the greatest generation, to we, the baby boomer generation. And now we're in that space of determining where to park our, our many gifts. And so what we are trying to do is educate. You have to educate and inform and meet the needs, identify the true needs of the donor family, which is to say, do they have family members and obligations inside that they have to address. First and foremost, it all begins at home. Then, from there, we would love the church to be, through this foundation, be a vehicle that they can do their philanthropy, their charitable gifting. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Can you talk a little bit about uh, kind of your vision and some of the steps that you're taking to advance uh, the work of Western South Dakota Catholic Foundation? So this period has been... I hate to use that term, the listening tour or the getting to know you tour. I've been out and about all over the place uh, meeting with people. And it's great because you get feedback and you give people the opportunity to speak confidentially and honestly. Uh, Where are we? Where could we be? What could we be doing? There are needs for improvement. There are, are opportunities for improvement, I should say. But then again, there were a lot of great things that have been happening. We just need to maintain and keep sailing along and and doing our job. I think awareness is our number one thing, and I'm grateful to you for this opportunity because the more awareness there is of this foundation, the greater success we will realize at the end of the rainbow. Well, uh, how people can get in contact with you, Paul? So the best way would be to call our office, and the office number is 605-721-6843. My assistant, and I call her my assistant, she's really my right arm in the office, is Cheryl Hubbling, uh, and her husband Ed is a blessed sacrament man, and a lot of people in the diocese know Ed and Ed's family. They are long stalwarts of this diocese, great people, true Catholics. Yeah. Um, and so I would say a conversation there will lead to perhaps a meeting, which I really would appreciate. I'd love to sit down with people. No, it's great. I would encourage our listeners, especially those here in Western South Dakota, but beyond, who are interested in really supporting uh, the ongoing and long-term you know, support of our ministry and our mission here in Western South Dakota, uh, to get in touch with Paul at the number he gave uh, or at the website, uh, Western South Dakota Catholic Foundation. Um, just Google that and you'll find that. No problem. It's right out there, and it's a very nice web page. We've just had it updated with our friend Jacques from the diocese, and uh, I'm very excited about the future uh, potential. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for the work that you're doing. Welcome to Western South Dakota, and we look forward to uh, great and beautiful things in the Western South Dakota Catholic Foundation. Thank you, Paul Quinn. Well, Father, I want to thank you and your team. This is just a, a fantastic opportunity, and what a way to start a weekend. Amen. All right, well, now we're going to head up to Fargo, and Eli, tell us about Monday's show. 
Hey, thanks, Karen. Great show today. Got another good one coming up Monday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That's hosted by Heather Carroll. She's coming to you live from the Mustard Seed Catholic Store in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. She'll visit with Dr. Kenneth Flanagan from Redeeming Grace Counseling. He'll tell us how community is essential for our happiness. Then Aaron Mormon will talk about giving life to the truths of our faith. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's Monday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central here on the Real Presence Radio Network. And you mentioned it, too, of course, um, if you missed anything this past week, um, the shows will encore tomorrow morning, Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Central. We'll play all the shows back-to-back. But if you don't want to uh, sit through and listen for the particular show, you can just go to our website, realpresenceradio.com. Look for the Real Presence Radio, uh, sorry, Real Presence Live podcast there. And then you can just pick and choose which segments you want to hear. Also on the free Real Presence Radio app or anywhere you get your podcasts. Right back to you. Hey, what a great show today. I'm excited just to hear the many, many ways, many, many ways that God's at work in everyday operations of daily life, I guess, in the life of the church. And I guess we don't always see that. Right, we don't see right. the work of a uh, Paul Quinn straight out every day in Western South Dakota Catholic Foundation. Like, who finances these operations? I mean, we give our donations, but what about these long-term kind of ways in which we guarantee or, or kind of mm-hmm. solidify the work of Christ uh, through the body of Christ uh, every day? Um, the work of Marriage Matters, that retreat coming up at Terra Sancta, and Jim Kenyon and his team over at Catholic uh, Social Services does. Amazing work, and of course, the work of evangelization that we heard with Brett Eckert here from the cathedral and the Alpha program. That I, you know, I see is uh, some other parishes are opening up the opportunities for evangelization through Alpha, and uh, uh, of course, uh, this amazing initiative to see if the basilica or the cathedral here in Rapid City might um, have that designation of a basilica. So, yeah, just like these guys are at work, these men and women are at work every day. Six, it's so exciting. Just to see it and be a part of it and to feel the blessings coming down. Well, I am very grateful to all of our listeners for joining us for all or part of uh, Real Presence Live. I'm Father Brian Christensen. I'm Karen Gibis. We're signing off from the John Vianney broadcast booth here high above 520 Cathedral Drive. God bless you. Have a great day. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live. Local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.